You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network as we continue our coverage of Survivor Game Changers, the 34th season of Survivor. And we are very much at the pointy end now of the season. Only a few more weeks to go, and we will have a brand new Soul Survivor joining the history books. And it's been another entertaining episode. A lot to talk about, as always. As I usually start off with, I will introduce myself by saying my name is Ben. And if you make it to the end of this episode, you won't end up on the jury looking stupid. Just thought I would inform you that. And we have somebody on the line right now. I'm very honoured to be able to welcome him back to the show. Appeared a couple of times with us when we were still Survivor Oz. And, uh, It's important that I mention that there's going to be a new Soul Survivor joining this man in a few weeks as part of a very exclusive club. He won the third season of Survivor in Africa, returned for a second time on Survivor All-Stars, and is also a member of the Survivor Hall of Fame. I do, of course, speak of the one, the only, Mr. Ethan Zahn. Ethan, welcome back to the show. Oh, man, what a wonderful introduction. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's a, that is it's great to hear. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pleasure to have you. I always kind of have to throw that Hall of Fame uh, thing out there because uh, I kind of I know, I forget know, that's a thing, right? <laughs> it, I guess so, yeah. I love, I, I love living, I'm still living in 2002, you <laughs> know, that's kind of that's how I feel right now, so thanks for that. You're, you're, you're very welcome, very welcome. But I generally like to start off these recaps by, I guess, getting a bit of a vibe about how you've been enjoying the season. I mean, have you, have you been enjoying this season, Ethan? What, what's your take on it so far? Yeah, you know, I've definitely been enjoying the season. It's, uh, it's obviously really exciting to watch. It's fascinating to see how quickly the game is changing and how the players are adapting and uh that's it's exciting for me to watch obviously having you know played the game before it's just uh it's really exciting to see it's wonderful to see on the flip side it's just it's it's a it's a tough game mm. you know the, the game changing concept is really uh obviously coming into play and it's not just the the players that are looking for game changing moves it's it's the CBS uh, production who are changing up the game every moment they can, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, your very first season that you won, I mean, it was still a very fresh and, and new concept and sort of this idea of, uh, you know, game-changing moves and things like that was still very fresh. I mean, it's, is it kind of interesting to think back to your first time playing the game that this concept of a game-changer could even be a, a thing when Survivor was so fresh? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, I, I you know, I, I'm not like a survivor like history guy but i think survivor africa was the first time they did something weird where they they switched the tribes right so they they gave a clue and said send your you know your three strongest players to you know go on some secret meeting and then when they got to the secret meeting they switched the tribes and that's when like silas and um t-bird and uh uh but I forgot his name as well. Because Frank was there, uh, too, wasn't switched, he? Yeah. Frank, Frank, yep. Frank. Jesus, God, I haven't <laughs> even thought about this in years. So, and then, and I, this is the show I played on. Can you believe it? Um, so, anyway, that's, yeah, so that, I guess Survivor Africa, they did do a big flip on that, and that was the first one, apparently. So, yeah, it was this crazy situation, you know, because you plan in your brain, you have all these scenarios working out, and you're just, you know, that's just something you did not expect. And uh, 
that's happening every single episode on this season, which is really exciting. Well, we've got some, when we get to our listener questions, we have, I guess, some ones that are very similar to this. And I, I guess I've probably asked you some of these questions before when we've had you on the show, Ethan. But, I mean, do you think that if you were on a season like this after being so long since you've played that you, that you could adapt to, I guess, this real form of strategic moves and these game-changing moments happening all the time on Survivor, given, as I said, it's so different to compare to when you first played this game? Yeah, I think, um, I th- you know, I, obviously the challenge is exciting, and of course I, I feel I could adapt in, in, in any situation. I think that's what makes any great player, any competitor, is, is good in, you know, any situation. And, uh, you know, I think I'd do fine out there. Uh, I think it's interesting now that one of the greatest uh, aspects of the game of Survivor was actually the concept of surviving out there in a way, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel that when I feel that these current seasons, it's no better or worse, it's just different, but when they, you see they give them well water, you know, they have bamboo laying around, you know, they give them a food option every single challenge. Like, so if you take out the aspect of actually having to survive as much, you know, I think you can focus on the other aspects of the game, like you see now, like the game-changing type stuff and in big moves and strategy because you, you don't have to focus as much on getting firewood and keeping your you know doing all that stuff so i think it's just an interesting dynamic and shift in the game and that's one thing that i think i think really worked well for you when you're on all stars is that obviously that was a season where winners were such a target straight away the very first time we'd had returning players so that was always going to be the case you lasted the longest out of all the winners you did change your game up so is it interesting for you then to watch a season like this where you've got multiple winners on it now. We've, I think, long gone past those days where winners are automatically a target no matter what. And to see them, I guess, last as, as long as they did. I mean, you look at someone like Sandra, who obviously came into this with such a huge target on her back as a two-time winner and somehow left this game almost with a better legacy than she came into it. So, I mean, this kind of must give, <laughs> give you hope that should this third time happen, A, you're not going to be a target straight away, and B, you can adapt that game that you were playing so well on All-Stars. Yeah, I think yeah, that's that's why it's the greatest game on earth. Yeah, I think earlier days you, um, winners were targeted potentially um, as they should be, as they still should be. I feel like listen, Sandra did something right the first two times around. It's interesting that uh, you know people were uh, you know she able was able to do as well this season. I think she was a good little shield for a lot of people. You know she was out there making those big moves, playing the way she does, and uh, if you're smart enough, you attach to that for a little while, and then obviously. At a, at a time when is right, you, you kind of get rid. You you know let that go. Um, but I was surprised she went went so wrong, and I thought she played well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people were definitely surprised. She automatically wasn't the first boot, particularly she, I guess, survived. I think what right. six tribal councils or something. Well, listen, like, like she's that? smart, you yeah. know. She's smart, you know. She's obviously smart. She knows how to play the game. And if you're a little bit nervous or a little shy, or you're you're kind of hovering, you know, under the radar, as people say. Although it's difficult these days to be under the radar, you know. Yeah, um, attached to someone who knows what they're doing and has done it right twice, you know. And then when you get comfortable and get a little bit of a, you know, confidence, and maybe you kind of. Switch, switch up your idea. One thing we seem to see with these returning seasons, we saw it in Second Chances a few years ago and, and even in this one, when we, when you guess you have those, quote, old school players who are from those earlier seasons and you mix them with these newer player seasons, a lot of the time that also seems to help their cause. I mean, obviously during uh, Second Chances, uh, you know, someone like Kimmy went very deep, Jeff was doing fairly well, you know, Kelly Wigglesworth, these people who I guess hadn't really, uh, you know, been in the public eye for a long time. And this season, sadly, we didn't really have a whole lot of 
old school plays. You know, Varna was there. I guess you could put Sandra in that category when she first played. She was on season seven. So is that kind of something that you enjoy from that period that you played to watch these people come back and I guess adapt that kind of what we're going on about adapted into a modern form of the game because it is really interesting to see that generally these people make it quite far and for the most part do adapt their game very well to a to a modern format of survivor yeah you know i think listen the game is designed for strangers like that was the original intention take 16 strangers you know you know strand them in an exotic location and deprive them of everything they're comfortable with and dangle a million dollars in front of their face that's what the game was. So it, it adds an extra layer of you know complexity when you everyone knows each other, or if they don't know each other, you're coming in there with some past game baggage. So it, it just you know it's an extra layer of difficulty, which makes it even is it more difficult or is it you know uh, to, to play with people that that have played before and you know how they play. Um, yeah, it probably is a little bit difficult than going in there and strangers. And you know, you can be whoever the hell you want to be when you're a stranger. Uh, no one's going to know. Um, here, people know, which I just think. Uh... So yeah, it's really fun to see. You know, because as a player, and I hope as fans watching the show, you're watching the TV saying, "Okay, if I was out there, oh my god, I'd line with this dude, and I'd, I would totally, you know, hit that basketball shot, or you know, I, I, I like that guy. You know, we have a similar personality. We'd hang out after the show, but not on the show. Like, of course, I'm, in, I'm doing the same exact thing, and I know some of these people. Right. Are, are, you know, I've met them once or twice. So it's ex- just as exciting for me as it is for all the fans. That's one interesting thing, actually, in this season that I guess past seasons, in terms of players who have played together, haven't really come up a lot. I mean, we had, I think, a bit of a mention with Ozzy and Sari in those early episodes. Um, and then I think Michaela was talking a little bit about her being on the same season as Zeke. But, I mean, looking at who's left in the game, I mean, you've only got Aubrey and Ty who were on a season together with each other. So it's kind of not really a thing where these pastoral relationships are based on their seasons, I guess, is playing into that. I mean, we saw that, I guess, on All Stars with so many past connections with you guys. It was a lot smaller pool back then, of course, compared to now when we've got 33 seasons as opposed to seven seasons before All Stars. But is is that kind of something that you find is, is interesting as well, looking at this, that that really isn't something that people... Are, are targeting like these past connections based on people who have played together on other seasons before yeah you would expect it to be a little bit stronger i guess you could say in my only comparison and i you know and i'll talk about survivor all-stars um because you know i love talking about you know 2004 again <laughs> no but um th- that's all that's all i know but basically you know lex ta- you know a lot of people had played with each other on previous seasons because they're what the pool wasn't as big as you said but i think lex tom and i who all started off on different tribes you know we played well together in africa um and i think people were afraid of us potentially getting back together um to link up again i know lex was afraid of that and probably you know one of the reasons why he voted me off so i think that uh you know, I think it should, if, you know, in my opinion, it should be a bigger deal, but I guess it's not. You know, I, it seems like the way Survivor wanted to play this season was, like, we kind of just wanted to level the playing field. At some point, everyone will have played with everyone before even the merge happens, which has never really happened before. Like, you know, there's always a few people that you never really play with, you know, or they're on another tribe or they got voted off first, but he, they flipped it every, you know, every couple of episodes. So now everyone had an alliance with everyone at any one point almost. So it's crazy to think about. So you can't really... It's what I find fat, you know, really diff- figuring out is difficult. It's like you, it's really not a long term game at this point. You just kind of got to make it past the big 
you know, crazy surprise in the in the tribal council. It's like you're kind of playing like a a one tribal council game. That's really what it is. If you can make it to the next tribal council, you know, you're in good shape because you just don't know what's going to happen. So it's hard to plan for the future and make alliances for the future because it's always changing. Yeah, and it seems to be a case this season that that's that's exactly right because it's kind of one of these seasons that. There, I mean, there are alliances for sure, but there there aren't sort of this rock-solid alliance that has been controlling the game for a while. Even, I guess, what people say, the, quote, winner's edit has kind of been spread around a lot. I mean, I for sure thought Andrea was going this episode, and it sort of surprised me that uh, it ultimately was, was Sierra, because, you know, we've talked a lot about Andrea, I feel, in the last few weeks as somebody who... I felt her first two games has just played so well, but just gotten, you know, never had that next level that she could really take it to go towards the win. But now that she's survived this vote and kind of just looking at how, I guess, she's been edited, you know, she's winning immunities, she seems to be quite popular out there as well as being a target. Looking ahead now with only a couple of weeks ago, I would almost put her in very much the box seat to win this game. I don't know what your kind of thoughts have been on Andrea so far in the game at the moment. Yeah, she had a slow roll for the, you know, to the top nicely and, you know, you put in your mind. If you haven't really seen anyone a lot to this point, you're thinking they're going to come on strong into the game based on, like, you know, editing and stuff. So, uh, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I think she's she's playing well um, and uh, making some smart moves. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how far she's going to go. For some reason, I, you know, I like, I like Troyzan. I think he's being quiet. Um, I like Aubrey. Um, but it's, it's difficult. It's, uh, it's difficult to say, you know, and you mentioned something that was interesting. Like, you know, this is her third time playing, like not only, you know, not only do these people know each other, like some of her are playing the game for the third time. Mm. Like, come on here. You know, like, <laughs> you know, anytime you do anything that many times, you, you better be good at it. Right. You know, Boston <laughs> Rob had to play four times before he won, yeah. you know? Um, so like, you know, you should win if it's your fourth time playing Survivor against anyone you're playing, as far as I know. So um, it's really kind of just, it's interesting. It's just like one more layer out there, right? One more layer. And look at Culpepper. Like, you know, I think it's nice to see, you know, him, he had a total flip around. And uh, it's kind of, you know, now he realizes how difficult it is, let's say, with his wife. And I have a question for you as a fan of the show. Like, sure. What are your thoughts on all these, like, your the these, these, um, these hero moments that are being created. Do you, do you, are you guys into that? Do, do, do you guys like that? Or do, how does it come across to you guys? Sometimes I feel it's like a little forced. Yeah, I, I but, was, um, was going to think that. Like, sometimes it does definitely seem forced. And, I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting as a super fan or a long-term fan, you're kind of looking at it at that angle going, oh, you know, they're really pushing for a moment here that can, I don't know, captivate a new audience or kind of just the way they're trying to lock in, I guess, the, quote, casual fans. I mean, they're sweet sometimes. Like the Serene since the other week when, you know, she was stuck in the water and they all helped her out. I mean, that was nice. But definitely when it comes to some of these family visits now in particular, like, they're always <laughs> sweet, they're always nice, but sometimes it does definitely feel very you know, TV movie of the week or something like that. I know. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, but, you know, that's it's maybe that's uh, that's part of it. You know, that's part of, uh, I mean, that's part of why people watch too. There's a human side to the, the ruth, ruth, ruthless evilness of a lot of these people, right? Yeah. Which makes it, uh, from a psychological standpoint, pretty 
pretty interesting. Very much so. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I, I said told my I told my wife, I'm like, uh, I like, I, I'm like, do not come because I do not want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you're gonna throw off my game. I'm gonna see you, and I'm just gonna want to go home. You know, <laughs> uh, follow you back home. But um. Yeah, so like you know, you said someone else and our cats. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, it was interesting actually with that. I was. It's kind of one of these ones that are interesting when you have a, a season like this with returning players when say they're married or connected to a, a former contestant. I remember on Boston Rob on Redemption Island when they had the family visit. You're thinking, are they going to bring out Amber? Are they going to bring out Amber? And, and ultimately it right, wasn't. Right. But then you know this one, I'm thinking like, <laughs> is is it going to be Monica? Is it going to be Monica for Brad? And it was Monica, <laughs> and I got so excited because I'm a huge Monica fan. So. <laughs> Just as a fan perspective, from that point of view, I was very excited to see Monica. <laughs> nice. So there you go. Yeah. There you but go. You talking- I think it's about time they have the family members like just compete in the challenge. They just got to do that. Yeah, they haven't done that in a while, I feel. They've done that obviously no, in the or like, past, I think they did yeah. it once with the gross food or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did that. Uh, I think it was Thailand. They did that from memory, but um, that's always fun. Yeah. Like it's it's fun. I think it was also heroes versus villains when they had to compete because I remember Colby screaming at his brother. Um, to, to, yeah, yeah that's know. right. Who who would that be for you then? If it couldn't be your wife, who's going to be out there with you? And, and who are you going to be screaming at them that match? Like you know, a Colby, you know, come on, hurry up. <laughs> well, I mean. I think it would probably be my both my brothers like don't really want to go. It's like one of those things like I don't really want to go, but like I kind of have to go, you know, because they're like you know you don't see too many Jewish kids camping in the desert, you know. Um, so like you know, but obviously they'd want to go. But I think it would be my brother Lee. He's the middle brother. He's a, he's the same guy who uh, you know he's the one who donated his stem cells. Um, you know, to save my life. So obviously, it would be wonderful to get him out there and run it around mm. if that was the case. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting to see. You mentioning sort of like with the, the multiple times playing him, of course, with Sari, this is her fourth time as well, Ethan. So I mean, just based on kind of what you were saying, you would assume she'd win this season. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, maybe she. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I can't even keep track. I can't even keep track of how people play. <laughs> Have you had much of a running with Sari before? I guess over the years, because I mean, she's kind of I guess from that sort of old school, middle school era of survivor i ha- i don't i think i met her you know uh, once or twice and i've only heard great everyone loves her she's you know, everyone i only hear great things about her yeah i mean it's kind of what's your take on her game i guess with this time around you know putting aside the fact it's her fourth time i mean she's she seems to be one that's kind of there and sort of warming up to it i mean next week looks like she's obviously going to be involved in some fun but uh it's kind of interesting to me that she's not being targeted because i mean she's such a strong player of this game and her name just is not being mentioned at the moment as someone who's a threat yeah, and she's you know she's kind of like the she quiet. I think she she's got a little bit of the the old school ways in her. You know, she's really working on you know creating these personal relationships with each and every person. It seems like with Michaela being like a mother figure, and I think people learn to trust her and like you know on a personal level. So then when she needs to kind of make some you know clever moves, it's a little bit easier. And I think she's smart. You know, I think she can read people well, and I think she has a. Um, a good idea of when people are kind of telling the truth or not. So uh, I think she's got a good, she's got a good vibe what's going on, mm. uh, which could be her down, downfall. It's, it's interesting, I think, because um, I, I mean, I've kind of said that like when people were pregame saying their threats and everything, and of course everyone was targeting, you know, Sandra and Tony, I just surprised me that no one targeted her because I mean, she's, she's often regarded as the greatest player. What was, ever- Tony, what was Tony thinking? <laughs> what was Tony thinking? Like, like I know, you know, like just, 
uh, you know, that was a that was an epic mistake. I think like he could have played it so much cooler than he did. Do you, know? do you think he was living up to his reputation because he kind of thought that he wasn't going to win this game, so go in there and just have fun and be silly? Is that kind of what you thought he was doing, or do you think he was just being stupid? I think he was. I, I think he was trying to get it all done in the first episode. You know, like to get it guaranteed to get on camera and stuff, just doing crazy stuff like that. You never. I mean, maybe it happens that fast out there now, but like, just like chill take a deep breath get to know people you know uh he's like but then again maybe that was his strategy you know like he was pretty aggressive the first season but that's you know you come in with people knowing the way you play that's 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 difficult so he came in playing the same exact way and everyone's like "Uh -uh, not gonna happen (laughs) which i I thought it would be interesting from your perspective watching you know i guess winners come back and play again because i mean there's always that rumor of an all winner season of course out there so i mean there's every opportunity one day ethan you could be out there on an island with these former winners as well kind of you know the best of the best some people would say so i mean do you kind of look at how like a tony does that and automatically think wow if that was all winner season how the hell would we handle him i a little bit but i also think like oh my god like you know i did this when i was 27 i in 30 i can't even imagine doing it at 42 you know (laughs) like my bones hurt you know i just the idea of putting myself through that just is you know and I just don't even know it would be the most healthy thing for me personally. Um, but, I, you know, obviously you imagine what it would be like if you went out there again. And you think about it, of course. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't mm. know if it ever happened. We'll see how that goes. Again, a lot of people always sort of are questioning about that. Uh, just on someone like Sarah. Sarah as well, I think, has been uh, definitely in terms of the edit. She's really getting a, a oh, yeah. strong vibe all of a sudden. And she was one of these ones, that, of course, that people questioned why she was on this season in the first place. But she's impressed me. Like, she's, I think, kind of her first time around with Tony's season, I mean, she was one of these ones to me that had that potential that we just didn't get to see. And she obviously got into a pretty crowded situation first time around and was blindsided. But this time around, I mean, she's, wow, she's definitely showing some... Yeah, she's some, spot on, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how have you taken her game? And what's, what's your take on how she might finish this game up? Yeah, actually, I think, uh, you know, from what I've seen... She seems to be playing a really great game. Uh, you know, you know, her commentary is pretty smart. I like, you know, see hearing the, her little. Uh, you can you can picture her work. You know, when she's in her job as a police officer, you know, <laughs> doing her work because she's kind of taking it to the people on the, on the show as well. So you know, I like her. I think she's doing. I think she's doing well. I could see her going pretty far. Mm. I mean, I said everyone could pretty go pretty far, but uh, yeah, I like her. Is there, um, I guess, anyone at the moment that perhaps you would say? is very much not able to go far? Or is there anyone, I guess, really there, Ethan, that you think might not be able to win this game based on what we've seen of them so far? Um, Michaela, maybe. I mean, I could be totally off. Listen, I have no idea. But um, <laughs> maybe Michaela, I think, a little. Although her and Ty are doing pretty well right now. You know, I, yeah, I'd say probably Michaela and Ty. I don't see winning this thing. Mm. But I could be completely wrong. Hey, look, if you're, if you're on my prediction school, you know, no matter who I say generally doesn't go on to win if I say they will and the ones who I say <laughs> don't do. So, hey, that's uh, <laughs> what we do on this show, Ethan. You, you're joining it. Um, it's <laughs> it's it's interesting. Like I liked um, sort of Sarah when she her husband was it a husband or a boyfriend? I think it was a husband came out and um, was it Sarah's comment there? Like, wow, he's a spunk. Just the way they kind of <laughs> yeah, had that yeah, comment. Sarah said that. But what I found really interesting, and I mean, Sierra obviously telling Sarah about the legacy advantage, and kind of Sarah, I guess, using that to her advantage to kind of use that as a real target. Do, do you feel had Sierra not told her that Sierra might still be in this game right now? Um, I, I don't think, actually, I don't think she'd still be in the game. 
Yeah, no, actually, you're you're wrong. I mean, I'm wrong. Sorry. I feel like yeah, definitely, because uh, she totally used it against her. Um, so, but Sierra at that point in the game needed some kind of leverage. She needed to work her way back in, and so revealing that totally worked. Um, and she got Sarah on her side, but then Sarah used it against her clearly, because um, you know it was a really good, I, I, really good reason to vote her off is because she she would get the legacy. She was right. She was going to get it. Yeah, it's it's if a, she's still in the game. So a, I think. It, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, it's. It's tough to kind of put a finger... I mean, I, I definitely agree. I think it's more of a case of she very much would have been in this game, at least not massively a target how she was. But it's kind of... It really is always one of those 50-50 calls, isn't it? Because it's kind of... As someone like myself who's never played the game, I can easily sit here and say, if I got an idol, if I got an advantage, I'm never going to tell anyone. Never. Not at all. It's always going to be mine. But then there are instances, I guess, like this one with Sierra, as you were saying, like she kind of felt the need to use it as a leverage. And, I mean, look, that that could have easily worked for her. This is easily one of those things that Sarah could have locked her in, used her, and kept her close rather than taking her out. But it's it's just I definitely feel it was more, worked more against her because, yeah, as, as kind of you said, she used it against her. Sarah used it against her. You know, she's gone to Michaela. She said this is what she's got. Um, and, obviously, Sarah's aim then is to get this herself. So it's... Um, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of interesting to think. I mean, it's... But Sierra kind of slipped as well, right, by assuming that... Uh, I mean, Sierra slipped, assuming that Sierra was on her side when she said, we're going to, you know, we're going to vote off... Uh, Andrea. You know, Andrea. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, Andrea. Yeah. So, like, you know, it could have been... That could have been the mistake right there, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, um, with Brad winning immunity too, it kind of threw some plans out because I mean, yeah. it seemed Brad was gone should he have not won that immunity. But, um... Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know how, obviously when you played it was, you know, pre-idols, pre-things like this. Do you feel that if you got an idol, got an advantage, is this something that you think works better to use as leverage or is this something that really is important to keep to yourself and, and just not tell anyone? It's so situational. Um, my gut instinct is, uh, you know, my gut instinct is it would probably put you in a, a better, I don't know, probably keep it to yourself or something. I don't know. It's totally situational. It's a, it's a, it's a it's a tool created by the show to, for that exact reason, you know. So, I think uh, I'm split right down the line, fifty fifty. Mm. You know what I would do. It totally depends. Yeah, and it's what's really interesting. We've got eight people left. There are three idols, I believe, still. So Ty's got two. Troy Zan's got one. It's been a very long time since we've heard that word idol thrown around, which is weird in Survivor in 2017. I mean, this is kind of, you know, the thing that happens. I mean, I feel, do you feel we're going to just have a really crazy tribal coming up that like all three of these are going to be played all at once? (laughs) Yeah, didn't Parvati do that? Yeah. I think Uh, she like played both her idols or something. Yeah, that was epic. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, everyone just wants to do everyone anyway, so. I'm sure maybe we'll get a four idol night. <laughs> With this legacy advantage coming up. I mean, that's, I think, what, final six, final five that's going to be used. So, yeah, you, know what, you know what also kind of slipped by, which was not slipped by, but which I thought was really clever by, you know, production, was that one of the, one of the uh, rewards that um, Debbie could have won when she was on the boat was, a, was an idol, a fake idol-making yes. kit. yes. I thought that was really cool. I don't know if that's been talked about. I don't like, you know, but I thought that was really awesome. I think that was funny. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting that that was sort of an option because, um, I mean, obviously fake idols have been done before, but, I mean, to actually have a kit where you could make one. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure Bob Crowley's watching that going, really? Come on, I made one yeah. by myself or Aussie with Yeah, it's stick. like I made from scratch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I, I, I you know. 
that's just, funny. Just the way that he's, is. He's well, he's good. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting that sort of thrown up, and then you know that was that was a Cochrane moment, of course, when uh, you know he's he's random right. Cochrane on the boat. What's what's your take of kind of just bringing in a random person like that on an? <laughs> I don't know. On an all star season, who's to... going to be impressed with Cochrane? No offense to Cochrane, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a, he, did he win? He, he won. Did, right? He did win. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he won. Yeah. So. um yeah, I guess it's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe they picked a kid who was like the the least able to, you know, deal with the sun, and they sent him out there. You know, <laughs> they just wanted to see if he could survive like the equator as like <laughs> the palest person on the planet. That's a good way of looking at it. Because I mean, I would find that if, if Sandra had you know it's been so on that random, boat, like you know, yeah, like Sandra's not going to be impressive. Could have been anyone. <laughs> could have been you, Ethan. You could have been there. Like, oh, I remember me. I won Survivor. Oh man, that was my chance. I missed my chance. Exactly. <laughs> you and Propes were buddies. Like, I probably still are buddies. Why isn't he using your bromance with you instead of his bromance with Cochrane? <laughs> I know. And I'm living, I'm, my wife and I moved to uh, a, a, an area in the United States called New Hampshire, which is, you know, cold. It's up north. You know, we had 90 <laughs> inches of snow. So, like, the thought of going to Fiji was, you know, I was like, ah, I wish it was me, man. <laughs> I wish it was that, like, weird, like, uh, you know, coach moment coming into the, the show. Yeah. It's like the janitor in those, like, like come from behind sports movies, you know. They, the janitor's walking down the hallway, and some like kid who got you know pushed into the locker, you know, goes up to him, and the janitor's like, "You got, you can make it through this, kid. Come on, you got to fight through this." Yeah, that was that moment. Yep, yep, definitely, definitely. I think I mean it's kind of an interesting idea to bring back, I guess, former players as sort of some sort of reward, at least to give some advice. So you know, Jeff, if you're yeah, listening, or anybody else out there from CBS, you know, Ethan, you know, he's a bit cold there in New Hampshire. Send him out to uh, Fiji for a reward. <laughs> yeah. Take his wife too. Have a nice yeah. little vacation why not <laughs> yeah like a fan like a like a voting fan something yes <laughs> to get a, a former survivors vacation hey that could That's work exactly that could work i mean they did it for second chances to get them to play the game it could be like who do you want to see used as a reward on the next season so <laughs> I heard you guys had, uh, didn't you guys have your own version of Survivor? We I heard did. it did pretty well. Yeah, we, uh, we, they brought it back last year. It did quite well. As, and as we speak, the, uh, the next bunch of, uh, lucky Australians are out there filming in Samoa, because, uh, sadly I'm not one of them. But, um, yeah, oh, it, it did, did, it did, I did apply for both of them, yes. Um, and, and New Zealand, actually, their version has just started too. I don't know if you heard about that, but, uh, they, they've done their very own version, which is just, uh, and it's actually, it's pretty good. So, um, really? Yeah. Really? So there you go. You could be fl- fl- flown out here to Australia and back again. You know, I know you've been here before, but uh, come out here and give some advice to some of our uh, Aussie contestants and even the New Zealand contestants. Can't forget about them, right? Yeah. If you if you go out there, you can put me on for your family visit. Do it. I'll definitely. Hey, hey. Okay, then. Sorry. Locked in. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No. Free alliance right there. <laughs> I wonder how that would take that. Like, you know, Ben, you need to put your family members. Uh, who's this uh, Ethan Zom? What relation is he? Oh, uh, uh, stepbrother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. He lives here in the United you just States. List five, four, you, li- you list five former survivors and then your mom, you know. <laughs> yes. That's, um, that's a clever way of looking at it, actually. Um, thanks for the strategy talk there. I'll, uh, I'll take it on board. Yeah, you know, you'll see your family when you get back. That's another thing. Everyone, yeah. 
anyway. Yeah, it's 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 interesting kind of there. Uh, I mean, sort of, I guess with the other ones we have, I mean, you mentioned Troy before. Um, he's kind of, I, I'm a huge Troy Zan fan. I haven't hidden that at all throughout these recaps. I've always been a fan right. of his, and I'm, I'm so happy that he's back here. I've just, I've just been disappointed the fact we don't get to see a whole lot of him. But, I mean, you, you sort of mentioned before that you've, you've been impressed kind of he's a bit under the radar, I guess. Is, is, is that your take on how he's playing this game? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's under the radar or if it's on purpose. Uh, you know, Troy's hands was someone I, of all the people I probably know the best. You know, I'm, you know, I met him just a few times, you know, chatted with him a bunch of times. Really cool guy, but I think that's kind of his personality, man. He's a chill dude. Um, you know, he, he likes, uh, I mean, I'd assume he kind of likes that kind of old school type of play with, you know, just, you know, strong alliances and trust and all that stuff. So I think he's, I don't know if he's playing below the radar. I think it's just kind of the way he plays the game. You know, he's not necessarily that huge A-type personality type person. Mm, he's definitely someone I could see you uh, easily working with or getting along with out there in Survivor, actually, just with how you play the game, too. So, uh, I mean, that that would be... That's that's a dream alliance. I always come up with these dream alliances of kind of, you know, contestants from former seasons <laughs> who'd like to see work with each other, you know, to see Ethan and Troyzan work together. That's That's kind of cool. <laughs> so is that, is that what you do like you kind of just sit around and yeah I have no life I just chill I write down on my <laughs> yeah. little notebook like who would I like to see play with each other on Survivor <laughs> that's what podcast hosts do Ethan you know so what, so what is your dream alliance alright like so oh. you're, you're gonna you're gonna you're granted that wish. Who's it going to be? Look, I'm a huge Brian Hardick fan, so uh, I would wow, I bro. would love to see someone like Brian work with like a Kim Spradlin. Uh, you know, throw throw like a Richard Hatch in there. Uh, I don't know, like uh, just kind of connecting a few bits here and there. It's I don't know. It's it's interesting to kind of think that. Would you ever reunite? Would you ever reunite a a alliance for a current show? <sighs> look, like who do you think had one of the better alliances? Look. And this probably just sounds like I'm sucking up to you. Maybe there is a part of that. But I would love to see you, Tom, and Lex come back together and work as a trio yeah. again. I mean, that's an iconic trio, Ethan. Um, well, thanks, man. But, I kind um, of set you up for that Yeah, one. you did. You, you had, did. You had I had to answer that one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I look, I, even sort of, you know, Australian Outback, big fan, you know, I'd love to see, you know, Colby and Tina play again. You know, it's kind of just... Yeah, that would be good. Just kind of those ones. And, yeah, it would be interesting to think. I mean, do, do you kind of... Do you... Do you have any take on that then, Ethan? I'll put you on the spot. You've asked me the question. I can ask you the question. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, do I have? No. I mean, obviously, more for the social side of things. Like, there are probably certain people I'd like to be out there because I just like them and want to hang out with them, <laughs> you know? And, you know, you know you can kind of hang out with them a little bit and, you know, trust them and a decent level. But, you know, but uh, no, I don't... I don't you have a life. You, know, you, you have a life. Just... You have a. You know. You have jobs. <laughs> you have things. That, <laughs> right, you don't right, just yeah. sit around writing a really notebook. <laughs> right. I mean, if I could get all my favorite people out there, we just hang out and we don't really have to vote people off. True. That's like the game I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. That that works. It's actually it's funny. Um, I was I was in the states. You got to get voted in. That's the game. Voted, voted in. Voted in. That's well, what that's... it's all about. It's inclusion yeah. these year, these days, man. Exactly. So one person starts and you get to pick the. You know, you got to pick one person to come play with you. Yeah, yeah. That works. Well, who would be your one? person then if you could pick anyone to play again with who would that one oh, person man. be uh, you got me um <laughs> i don't know stuff to i don't know mm. yeah it probably would you know only just because I, I like them they were at my wedding lex and tom you know i guess obviously they're my best buds and uh so 
probably those guys for yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, if it had to be past contested, so if not, I'd probably you know take my wife out there. Yep, yep. Well, that, you'd expect that answer, I think. Uh, and I'll, congratulations too. I will say, obviously, you did were married in the last uh, twelve months, so uh, many uh, congratulations from us here at the show, and uh, for obviously the half of the nation of Australia. Ethan, I will uh, I'll have that uh, <laughs> distinction of me speaking in, in, on behalf of my entire country. So, um, <laughs> just just thought I'd throw that out there. But it's it's interesting. I was in the states at the end of last year, and um, I actually uh, you know stayed with several contestants, former contestants, and got to meet a bunch, hang out with a bunch. One of the people I got to meet. I got to go to Big Tong's farm. Uh, I was with Tanya Vance. You and did? I Holy did. moly. She took me out to meet Tom. We went out for dinner. We had Mexican, which was uh, very unique to say I can have uh, had Mexican for dinner with Big Tom. And I also stayed... Uh, in Virginia. Uh, yeah, yeah. In Virginia, no matter. It was, it was, yeah, it was very, great. very interesting. And I also stayed several days with uh, with T-Bird, and I'm actually going to be staying with her again in uh, in a few weeks as well. So uh, I've, I've had a few interactions so with some of your cast members. I am coming over there again, yes. I'll be there in a couple of weeks, actually. For what purpose? Just to hang out? Look, it's to hang out. I'm actually... My first point of call will be going to the finale of Game Changers. I'm at least trying to get uh, get my way in. And then uh, from there, I'm just sort of venturing around the country up into Canada. Uh, I'm going to another reality event in Ohio where, uh, you know, a bunch of the old school guys, you know, Jerry Manthe is going to be there. Jenna Lewis is going to be there. Like, people like that are going to be at this event. So... Yeah, so is this uh, the reality for diabetes? Yes, it is the reality for diabetes, absolutely. Uh, so, as you can tell, I, I, I yeah. clearly just uh, live my life around this, Ethan. So, I clearly am just writing hey, the not, notebooks. Man? We're, all, we're all cool people, you know. We, we're, uh, we like cool people. So, come here. Yeah. yeah this... that, that, I think it's fine. Uh, interesting about... Um, that's pretty cool that you got to hang out at Big Tom's house, though. It was, what do you think? Pretty it crazy, was, right? Look, the way I've kind of described it to when people have asked me, I said Big Tom is exactly what Big Tom is on TV, except he's unfiltered in person. So, uh, generally... <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> Totally. A lot of things said that you perhaps you wouldn't swear. hear on TV. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you have trouble understanding him just in general? No, I wouldn't say that. I just... Um, it was just so... It was just one of those real fan moments. Like, I generally don't fanboy out when I meet people anymore because I just kind of, you know, it's my job, I guess. It's kind of what I do. But it's, it was just unique. I remember kind of he, we, we went around his property, he took us up to see his cabin, and then when we were about to head off for dinner, he's like, like oh, you know, Ben, get in the car with me. You're driving with me. You know, Tanya and Tanya and Tucker go off in their own car. You can come with me. So, like, here I am, you know, driving through Virginia. We're going out to, to dinner, and I'm just here listening to Tom tell me stories from Survivor and just, you know, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was just so incredible. And um, the, the funniest thing is, is it just... How he's still just so popular, isn't he? Like everywhere we went, everyone's like, "Tom, how you going, Tom? How you going, Tom?" At dinner every five minutes, somebody's up to him. Hey, Tom, how you doing, Tom? It's just like you know, like wow, this guy is just amazing. He should run for president. (laughs) I don't know about that, but yeah, Um, couldn't do a worse job than uh, somebody else in trouble. Yeah, I like that. I I was lucky enough to visit his farm as well. I I think I've been a couple times. Uh, but yeah, we always have a great time there. Yeah, it's just unique. And, and T-Bird, it's actually funny. We, I mean, we've got some listener questions here, Ethan. And, and one of these, I did actually, T-Bird, I was talking to her and I mentioned that I was was talking to you. And um, she actually, she said to say, tell him he's an inspiration to us all and that my vote for him for the sole survivor in Africa has never been regretted. And she put that last bit in capitals too. Never been regretted. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. 
that's very nice to hear. You know, it's obviously it's one, you know, it's why I'm, I'm wonderful to hear that. I'm, I'm upset you didn't get on that uh, that one time a couple seasons ago when yeah. you could vote someone in and T-Bird was up for it. Yeah, she's great. She's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, no, she's, she's tough. Tough, tough little cookie. She won that challenge on our show where the whole the whole concept was, you know, you got to keep your arm above your head the longest and whoever stays up the longest and wins and, you know, probe tries to uh, get to come down by offering your food. So she won that one and she went against Clarence and I think she went like, I don't know, some crazy seven hours or something it was nuts it was actually when i was i was staying with her uh i i made her watch that episode and a couple of the other ones of africa because she said she hadn't seen it in a long time she's like i just can't watch it she's just i can't do it and i said come on t-bet we're sitting down let's watch this let's do this and i was more watching her reactions watching the episode instead of actually watching (laughs) the episode and you could tell she was just oh why am i watching this what am i doing (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, it's I, I, you know, I have it. That's what we watch every night here. It's on a loop in yeah. my house. Thirteen <laughs> hours of just Survivor Africa. You know, I say, "Hey, hon, you want to watch a movie tonight?" She's like, "That's not what I had in mind, Ethan. Come on, I don't want to watch Survivor for the hundredth time." Have you actually seriously watched it with her? Like, have you kind of said, "Hey, let's watch this"? No, <laughs> we haven't. I haven't. Oh. I haven't. Mm, one of those rainy days, perhaps. Or the I snow. tried to watch one with my nieces and nephews, and it was just too difficult. Yeah, I could imagine that would be just kind of strange, particularly because, you know, it has been, what, now 15 years or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Uh, that's, um, yeah. that's crazy. Was, yeah. That is just insane. I'll get to some of these other listener questions now. And just uh, everybody who sent yeah. this in, right, thank you very much. Uh, as always, keep an eye out on our Facebook page. We always update you on who's coming on there and you can send your questions in. Now, uh, just on T-Bird, obviously T-Bird sent one in, but we did have another question here from a Dan Sokol on T-Bird. He said, isn't T-Bird a game changer who also deserved a second chance? I mean, really? Uh- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, didn't she cast that mystery vote for Lex, mm-hmm. you know, and then lied about it, you know, back then, I was like, oh my God, you told a lie, <laughs> you know, honor, integrity, you know, go down fighting for your bros. <laughs> um, and so like, yeah, she threw a, she threw, threw a random, you know, vote towards Lex, which pissed everyone off. So yeah, that was a little bit of a game changing move. And then it got... Uh, Got Kelly Goldsmith voted off, mm. I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just, just on that. I mean, would there be anyone else from your season? I mean, you can vote for yourself, I guess, Ethan. But I mean, would there be anyone from your season that you would label a game changer that you would like to see in a season like this? Uh, I would, you know, um, game changer on from our season. I mean, Kelly, Kelly Goldsmith was a really smart player. I don't think she had a fair shot at it. Um, you know, I think you know. She was going, we were going in the right direction, and she just got, you know, T-Bird, you know, caused that. So, um, yeah, I'd see, like, I like to see Kelly back out there. Obviously, Lex is always fun to watch, so uh, I would vote for myself, but that's a little bit too self-serving, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I'm a big Kelly Goldsmith fan. We had her on the show a couple of years ago, and, yeah, I, I was always a fan. I remember when I watched your season, I guess my favorites were straight away uh, was Clarence, was Kelly, and was Lindsay. Um, you you were fourth, Ethan, yeah. just to, to make you know that. Uh, but um, it was, yeah, I I would love to see Kelly play. And I, I really, I, I don't know if she would ever kind of be on that list of people who might return, but I hope that CBS haven't forgotten about her and she does return because she, she's, she's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I agree. She played a good game. Mm, well, CBS, again, if you're listening, we're giving you plenty of ideas out there. Now, a couple of questions sort of very similar here. Nathan Miller, <laughs> we kind of touched on this, I guess, before, and I know I've sort of talked to you about this before when we've had you on the show, but Nathan asks, Ethan, would you play for a third time? 
you know, in my brain, I'd say, oh, yeah, let's go out and play. But when it, when it came down to it, I don't know if I could really go through with it. <laughs> um, but, you know, you know, I like uh, the, the thought, you know, the, the anticipation, the thought of it is fun to live with. Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, on that, all, too. All that I need. On that, too, Zachary Chong, he uh, sort of touches on something similar. I mean, he asks... Were you asked for game changes? And I guess I'm going to ask for a side note on that one. I mean, is this still something that CBS kind of do touch base with you every now and then and say, hey, how you doing? Do you want to maybe be in the mix? Uh, more on like a, no, not in a game playing level, but more just on a personal level. Uh, you know, I'm friend, still friendly with some of the people at the CBS. And so if things are happening in our lives, they'll shoot us a note, but it's not about the game. Fantastic. Fantastic. We're good to see that they obviously touch base. Zachary also adds at the end of that, also tell Ethan that he's one of my favorite survivors ever. So there you go. You got a fan. Wow. It's like I'm having a conversation with this kid through you <laughs> while I'm here and you're there. Like I should just be talking to him. But it's like three questions in a row. It's like he's sitting in my living room. I'll hook you up. Zachary's a good friend of ours here. So there you go, Thanks, Zachary. Zach. You're, right. you're going to be chilling What's with up, him Zachary? in the here soon. Um, now, this is, I guess, similar to a question I asked before. Riley Johnson, he says, do you think that more old school players should have been back for this season? And if so... Who do you think they should have uh, casted? He also says at the end of that question quickly, Ethan, thanks heaps, I'm a big fan. That's, I'm guessing, of you, not me. So, <laughs> I, uh, You know, you got fans, man. You got fans. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I, that's such a difficult question. I don't even think there's old school and new school now. It's like it, there's 35 seasons. It's It's been 15 years. You know, you, I think it's probably there's got to be a middle school in there too, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, the game's changed, you know, so much. You know, I can't even... I can't even tell you if any old school players would be out there. If they're... You know, it's a a thin line because, you know, a lot of the new generation of Survivor fans, I'd imagine, haven't seen the first, you know, five or six years of the show unless they're going back and watching it, which maybe they are. But so, like, they might, in terms of, like, getting the people that people know back on the show... You know, old school people aren't going to draw a lot of eyeballs. Hmm. For for you know, if you think the scary thing that I think that we worked out last week too is that we're only a couple of years away from having our first contestant who was born after Survivor premiered. So uh, <laughs> that's um, yeah, right. You know, I don't know how that well, makes yeah, you feel, what, but ninety nine, two thousand. So yeah. if you think twenty eighteen, you can have an eighteen year old could possibly apply. So by two thousand and nineteen, right. we could have an eighteen year old who was born post Survivor premiering. So, <laughs> that's nuts. Yep, that is crazy. That just makes me think how old Richard Hatch is. Right? Yeah, <laughs> no, just, he'd, kill, he'd kill me if he heard me say that. I'm sending him the link. I'm tweeting him. Hey, hey, Richard, you want to hear yeah. what Ethan said about you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Isaac Brower says, Ethan, thanks for coming back to the Oz Network. Uh, I have one question for you. Would you want to see a season in the future try to use less twists and go back to old school style of play? Or do yes. you, you do? Well, I don't even need to ask the second part of that question. Yeah, go for yeah. it. I think it would be really exciting. I think about, see, this is the stuff I think about. Like, I think about, I put that in a sports scenario. Like, how cool would it be to see, like, you know, the, the New England Patriots 
put on the uniform of like what they played in the 1950s and mm-hmm. see what that would be like playing the game in that, you know, where like old school, like soccer players playing like what the, you know, old cleats that are like 10 pounds big, you know? <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, I think it'd be great. Take, a, take everyone who did, you know, every new school player, the Gen X versus whatever, and drop them into Survivor, you know, Africa and then see how they do, right? Yeah. When you have to survive and there's no food, no twist, it's all just like gameplay and like, you know, manipulation and stuff. I think it's a different game. Definitely. I don't know if they do agree. it well, you know? Yeah. No, look, I completely agree. I always think that's kind of one of these twists that, given that every season now has a theme or something about it, I, I always have felt that the twist they should really do is just, hey, this is Borneo rules. This is Africa rules. You know, it's just yeah, right. flat out, no idols, no no tribe swaps. 16 of you are out there, and uh, let's see how we go. Because, uh, again, I mean, it's been 17 years since this show started, and that's a pretty big twist in itself because people are so expectant and so reliant on twists and, and idols and legacy advantages. So, um, yeah, I definitely think, think that would... Uh, I agree with you, 100%. Sweet. Isaac, thank you. Uh, a couple more here. So we've got uh, Alex Archer says, how are you doing, Ethan, since we last saw you on The Amazing Race 19? I mean, obviously you're married now, so it uh, sounds like Thanks you're doing pretty memories, damn well. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thank, yeah, thanks for bringing up Amazing Race 19. I appreciate that one. Um, and uh, I'm doing good, dude. Appreciate it. That's good. Doing good. Health is good. You know, living the life, married, in the woods, trying to get off the grid pretty awesome that's that's the way i think we all dream of it eventually uh, gra- grassroots soccer still going strong as well yes grassroots soccer is awesome we uh kind of kind of broadened our scope and the type of work that we're doing and you know we used to just focus for the last you know 20 years on uh, hiv and aids but now we're an adolescent health organization fantastic that uses the power of soccer to educate inspire and mobilize young people to make healthier decisions great life. so yeah Check us out, grassrootsoccer.org. Always go. selling something. Yep, you got to. You got to. And uh, just actually, you mentioned soccer. Funnily enough, I remember we, we obviously had you on for our World Cup preview episode a few years ago with Abby and Coach. And um, I, I actually <laughs> listened back to a bit of that not too long ago. And you predicted that Germany would win the final one nothing, And they did. So <laughs> you, you made the good call there, Ethan. <laughs> I did. And I know I made a good call because I definitely had some... Uh, I may have placed a wager or two <laughs> on that World Cup, um, I, but I refused to let Germany win, but I still did well in the pool. But yeah, it yeah. was a good year for yeah. me. Oh, look, I, as a German fan, I'm still relishing on the fact that they won. So, uh, you know, when my sporting teams oh, actually man. win, I've got to make the most of it. What do you think about uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger coming to uh, MLS and playing for the Chicago Fire? I, I am are, honestly, are you a Schweinsteiger fan? I am a huge Schweinsteiger fan, and I'm, I, I kind of am, whenever I go to the state, I always, you know, try to go to as many sporting events as I can because I'm a big fan of all your sports. And I've never been to an MLS game. So I've got to look that what? up. And I, I hope that if I'm in a city where Chicago might be playing, absolutely rooting for, rooting for Schweinsteiger. Well, where are you going to be? So I, I do all the uh, post-game analysis for the New England Revolutions for Comcast Sportsnet, which is a cable company here. Um, so if you need access to uh, tickets... Let me know. Well, I definitely will. Actually, we'll be going to Boston for a couple of days, so that's kind of in that region, I'm guessing, in New England. So, um, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll totally. have, I'll have yeah, to look up. So, Yeah, if you're in Boston, you're, you know, yeah, just you know, let, email me and I'll, I will, I'll hook you up with some tickets. I will. I will. Definitely. For sure. Uh, final one here. Brian. Uh, he sent me this one 
couple of days before we'd even announced that you were on. This is kind of a, I guess, an open-ended question that he wants me to put forward to any of our future guests. And it's a good question too. He says, Hi, Ben. Just a question for you and your guests regarding game changes and future All-Star seasons. Do you think we would get so many players willing to return and play Survivor if they change the rules that only the winner of the season gets prize money? So no money for first boot or runner-up, just a winner-takes-all type of season. That's a really good idea, um, and definitely has been tossed around. You know, you know, everyone comes off the show like, I love the game so much. I would play even if the grand prize was a slice of pizza. <laughs> you know, but then, you know, and then you might get the call, and they said that. I don't know how many people would show up, but listen, I, it is a wonderful game, and I would probably go play knowing it's a winner-take-all anyway because, like Jeff Prost always says, it's like Survivor's a game of losers. You know, there's you know, <laughs> you know, 15 people, whatever, 18, 19 people lose every season, and there's only one winner. So, you know, um, I think less people play for the money these days. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just the, the excitement and the challenge of uh, – you know, being out there and playing the game of Survivor, a game he grew up watching. I think that's more of appealing to a lot of the people. Yeah, and I definitely agree. That's something I think we raised recently too, is that I, I kind of feel the title of Soul Survivor is almost worth more now than the million. I mean, don't get anyone wrong. No one's going to turn down a million dollars. But at the same time, it seems that it's not even mentioned that much anymore. It's kind of gone the way of sort of, as you were saying, the survival aspect of the game. It's sort of people just want to win the game as the, the prestige with it. Whereas when you were playing, I mean, there was prestige, but I mean, a million dollars was clearly a, a definitely more of a focus i feel back in uh you know 2002 than it really is right now yeah i think you know i think back in the day it was definitely emphasized more there weren't that many reality shows offering a prize package of a million bucks so uh i think that was yeah but nowadays you're right yeah the, you know the million bucks is going to go the title never goes you know that will stay with you for the rest of your life so i i agree with you you know um you know, I think, uh, but you know, there's some people that play out there, you know, when need to, you know, because the, the, the experience and the money is motivation and it would be game change their life if they won that money. So uh, I think whatever motivation there is, it's, it's the right one. Well, to look at the motivation in terms of, I mentioned the New Zealand version, they're playing for a hundred thousand dollars, Ethan, not a million. So uh, that's the, uh, the motivational <laughs> levels right there. I mean, you know, you're still getting, I mean, look, I'm not going to say no to a hundred thousand dollars, but some people think, well, that's not a lot of money to live out there for 39 days. Right. <laughs> Hey, not bad. Yeah, it's still, you know, money for nothing, really. You're just living on an island. So, uh, thanks, Brian. Thanks, okay. everyone who's sending questions. As always, it's much appreciated. Now, the only thing I would have left to ask you here, Ethan, we have a rating system that we like to do of our uh, episodes that we review. So, basically, we ask people on this show, based on the episode of Survivor that you've just watched, do, did you love it? Would you buy this episode? Is this forever a keeper? Is this a renter? Like, you would watch it once or twice and maybe just, you know, return it back to your local blockbuster if they still exist where you live? Or is it a bin it? And would you never want to watch this episode again? You thought it was terrible. You've done it. You've seen it once. That's enough. I would go with, like... I mean, if I'm being honest, then I, I probably would never want to watch this episode again. Oh, okay. Wow, so a bin it. We, have, we don't get many bin it's on this show. I, I'm, I'm interested for this one. What, what, is that just because it wasn't a brilliant episode, or you just kind you know, of... you know, I don't know. Like, the family visits and the tears, it's just all... It's tough for me to watch. I don't know. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Okay. That works. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> I, I'd say I'd rent it, but that, that's just... It's, pre it's predictable, right? Predictable. So it was, tonight was predictable. Okay, predictable. Yeah. Good, good way of explaining it. Good way of explaining it. Ethan's on. It is always a massive pleasure to get you on the show, mate. Uh, it's always uh, very much appreciated your time. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun talking about this, and 
I wish you best of luck once again with everything that's going forward. We'll do this again sometime. And uh, for sure, next time I'm at Big Tom's Farm, I'll, I'll call up every single body from Africa and we'll all have a massive reunion and I can just watch <laughs> you guys uh, shoot the shit and have some fun. That would be a blast, man. Make it happen. Thanks for having me on the show. There we go. Ethan's on. Such a pleasure to have him on the program. As uh, you kind of heard us mention in there, been on a couple of times previously when we were Survivor Oz. And uh, always uh, definitely a thrill to get him on. And a lot of you sending in those questions, still very much uh, highly revered to this day, one of the most popular winners Survivor has ever had and still one of the most, uh, I guess, popular players to come out of the game as well, even on All-Stars as well. He, he played a fantastic game. And, um, yeah, definitely an honour to have Ethan on this show. We only have one more recap for you, at least in the terms of uh, me doing it from Australia. Because uh, as you've probably heard me touch on in in that uh, episode and some other episodes, I'll be in LA for the finale, and uh, not a hundred percent sure if I'll be attending the finale or not. We're just we're just waiting on access and things like that. So uh, we will be providing content though from the US uh, from former contestants, and you'll see what we will have uh, throughout my visit. Of course, you'll be hearing the reality for diabetes episodes as well. So uh, plenty to come if you're a Survivor fan on the Oz Network. Uh, we still. Got our Survivor Oz roots definitely uh, entrenched in this program. So you will definitely hear a lot of content along the way. So our, our episode next week in terms of our recapper, not 100% sure who I've got yet. Again, uh, this isn't me just teasing you. We're still setting some things up. We're hoping for a, another big one to, to sort of close this one out. Possibly a former winner. Not sure yet. Just uh, stay tuned. We will definitely update you once we get that locked in. And uh, we always like to bring you the big guns and... Uh, Keep an eye out for that here on the Oz Network. If you're a fan of Survivor, if you're a fan of other TV shows and movies that we're covering and you want to get these episodes direct to your device, remember the easiest way to do that is to subscribe to us. If you are an iTunes listener, subscribe on iTunes. If you're a Stitcher listener, subscribe on Stitcher. If you use neither of them, download us wherever good podcasts are downloaded. There are plenty of other services out there where you can subscribe to us as well. Go onto Facebook, like our page, follow us on Twitter. You know the works and uh, plenty of other things we're covering at the moment. Obviously, Survivor New Zealand, as I mentioned there with Ethan, that has just started. So we are covering that and we're very much enjoying that. It. It's only just begun, but... It's been a good start so far to Survivor New Zealand. Uh, our Nip Tuck and Third Watch rewatches are definitely uh, in the works there as well. If you're a fan of those classic shows, you'll love the episodes that we're doing of those. And uh, we've got coming for you very, very soon. Uh, we're excited that we're bringing you our Spider-Man rewatches. When it comes to the new Spider-Man film, Spider-Man Homecoming, that's coming out in July, we, uh, we're out there at the moment watching all the five Spider-Mans that have been made in the last 15 years, Colin and myself, and giving our very unique take on them. And it's been fun so far <laughs> recording them. So that'll be, uh, that'll be started to be rolled out to you the end of this month, end of May, and we'll have one for you each week until the uh, new Spider-Man comes out in uh, the beginning of July. So lots of stuff coming. You know that that is what we like to do. We like to produce this content for you to enjoy, and we hope that you enjoy it. Of course, we always appreciate comments, feedback, Anything else that you want to give us, uh, be it on iTunes, Stitcher, or just on Facebook, or email as well. Got some lovely emails from people as well. We always appreciate those kind words of feedback that you do give us. We are out of here right now. Thanks once again to Ethan and his time here on the show. Until we next speak again, my name has been Ben, and thank you for tuning into the Oz Network. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.